Welcome to Morning Commute. I'm Brad Doles. And I am Sam Albert. You know, Brad and I have been friends for many years. Uh, that's true. Probably, I don't know, five or more. And we've built this friendship on making conversations that we talk about basically anything we can think about. It's like no topic is off the table. And so we wanted to open that up and share that kind of talk with other people. Yeah. So we devised this podcast. It's a 20 to 30 minute podcast in which we just kind of freeform talk about the things that we talk about all the time. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Morning Commute. Welcome, Sam. Welcome back. Thank you, Brad. Welcome to you, too. I think that what we were doing before, kind of a Sam's week and Brad's week, was working pretty well mm -hmm. last week for our Sunday and Monday episodes. So I uh, was wondering how your week was, Sam. You know, Brad, I'm sure this won't come as any surprise. I was struggling a little this week. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Well, if you remember back to the episode last week when we were talking about Sam's week, I had broken up with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And as we discussed then, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but at that time, initially, I felt really great about it. I felt like it was the right decision. And now, and you've called this out, it is part of my personality. Now the second guessing begins mm -hmm. where I start feeling guilty and a little bit regretful and wondering if I was too hasty. So I've been suffering with that. And I think because there's not much else going on in my life right now that I'm ruminating on, on that and I'm not as certain as I was before. That's taken up the bulk of my week, literally. That is depressing. Is there... <sighs> Well, the, the best piece of advice that I can give you, if you know, and it's advice I've given you for probably wouldn't even bother giving it to you if it wasn't for the fact that we're broadcasting it now, is I think for someone like you, you just have to sit in bad feelings for a while and just know that this is the way you deal with it, but it doesn't mean that it's real. It just means that this is what happens every time. This is true. This is true. And I, I go back and forth. You know, I live with my mom and she's so sick of hearing about this but she's been quite patient. And the other day I said, maybe I made a mistake. And she goes, oh my gosh, what? She said, why? What, what would have changed, do you think, if you guys had stayed together? Do you think anything about the nature of the relationship would change? And of course, I don't know. You know, in my narrative head, I spin off where, well, I just didn't make him feel safe enough to feel like he could really let his guard down and open up. And I feel like maybe I wasn't as patient with him as I should have been on a, uh oh, what? I'm trying to meter how polite I should be. Oh, don't be polite. Not to you. <laughs> to the listenership. To one particular person, if he ever heard that this, this podcast existed, how concerned about that are you? Are you talking about my ex-boyfriend? Yes. Oh, none, none. I think that your boyfriend is a robotic monster. I think that Data has a better chance of becoming a human being than he does. Um, I think that we've seen all kinds of evidence over the course of time that that he um, he doesn't know how to to manipulate in the real world. And among those pieces of evidence are the fact that he he considered remind me of the manipulating me story again because I don't remember all 
the details. Oh, okay. He he has a chronic illness and diet and exercise can play a role in feeling better. And I had one time expressed some concern about the way he treats his body in light of his chronic illness and had said, he said, I don't want you to worry about me. And I said, but I love you. And when you love someone, you worry about them. If you really don't want me to worry, treat your body better, eat some vegetables. And later on, he told me that that felt manipulative to him. Right. Which I and disagree. I, you disagree. Yes, I think that is saying outright what you manipulative is more sketchy than that. You just went outright said what you believe. Yes, exactly. And I asked him at that time, okay, so what is a better way? If that is considered manipulative to you, what's a better way for me to express any concerns? And he said, just don't tell me. Because one of the things was that he drinks a lot of um, non-diet soda. And like a two liter of Coke a day is yeah, close, he, that's right? His breakfast is Coke, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I had said, maybe drink some water because I think that can be really inflammatory. The sugars and stuff can be inflammatory for your system. And he said, just put a glass of water in front of me. And I said, oh, okay. If that, that's what you prefer over me expressing my concern. Okay. But I never had the guts to do that. Yeah. Because it feels weirder. It, it felt, to me, it felt very, that felt very almost passive aggressive to not yeah, say anything. I agree. A glass of water in front of him. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Every now and then I need to hear that. Oh, and something else. There's more. Well, keep that in your head because I don't want to lose it. But he also did things because I want I want the audience on my side here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do I, because that means that I made the right decision. He also just decided to not take medication. Uh, yes. So he has, I don't remember what it is, some sort of like arthritis or something like that. Yes. And he yes. has medication that he has to take for that. And not only decided not to, but continues to go to the doctor and not tell the doctor that he's not taking it. That's true. He got caught, actually, because she realized he wasn't refilling that particular medication. And Um, the particular medication also, it needs to be taken regularly. Correct. Yeah. He takes two medicines and one he just decided to stop taking, but it it helps with the one he is taking. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I, I feel like, well, this is where you and I had a lot of discussions about like how he treats his body is his business, but I guess it really isn't. And this brings up a whole philosophical thing. It really isn't if he, um, if I'm in a relationship with him, right? To what extent does he have a responsibility to care for his body better because there's someone else who's relying on it now? If we're talking long-term, which is what we were talking, then yeah, because what he does to his body now is whether or not you're pushing around him around in a wheelchair later. That's true. And I had expressed that. I had said, listen, I don't want to be cutting your meat when you're 55 because your fingers are too gnarled to use a fork and a knife because you didn't follow doctor's directions. And he says, he said he could understand that, but it didn't facilitate any change. Right. And I don't remember how far we went into this because all of our conversations bleed over into one another. <laughs> one long conversation about my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> about everything. But, you know, we didn't have talked a lot about your boyfriend in the past. Yep. Um, oh, I lost it now. Um, about change, trying to change, growing. Oh, just the, the communication thing again, where, yeah. where you wanted some sort of like, you had a need to communicate with him mm-hmm. and, and he didn't have a need to communicate with you. And it even became more exaggerated once we were forced to stay at home all day. You know, it's so true. And I mean, well, we definitely need to talk at some point. Um, we need to do an episode on, did I have an emotional affair? Oh, okay. But, um, but I will say, 
uh, I have a friend who happens to be male, who I've never met, who um, we met through interesting circumstances through my job. And we've been writing back and forth as friends, almost like pen pals. But I was mentioning to you that we write back almost to each other almost every day. And today he sent me a note that said, I don't have time to write because I, he was very busy with some outdoorsy things. And he said, so I'll, I'll write you on Wednesday. But in the meantime, here's some pictures of what I've been up to. And I thought, that is not that I'm suggesting that the two of us are soulmates, but it really opened my eyes to like that kind of communication is what I need. Someone who's willing to take the time to say, hey, I don't have time to talk to you, but I plan to. I just think that's very respectful. And for me, it's very reassuring that, okay, he's committed to a friendship because he wants me to know that he's not just dropping out. Right. And huh. I appreciate that. And so it, it underscored slash highlighted that wasn't an aspect of my boyfriend's personality through no fault of his own, but it shows me that it's what I need moving forward from whoever I'm with. So that's good. Right. I have now a, I'm about to make Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I have a maybe unfair question. Go for it. I remember in a previous boyfriend who contacted you all the time and wanted to hang out two or three times a week. Um, I can't handle this. I'm being smothered. I have to get out of this. Uh, was basically a reaction to that. Yes. Is that a reaction? Like, I guess the unfair question is, can a boyfriend not win with you or is it dependent on who the people are actually as people oh brad you have really this is why i love you you've gotten to the core of it i don't know and because i've given this a lot of thought i did i had an extremely attentive boyfriend and for some reason it made me feel very uncomfortable and he's the one who i think to myself i owe him such an apology because i feel like the relationship that i had with my latest ex-boyfriend Mm -hmm. was very much that where all I wanted to do was love this guy. And I was literally just handing over my heart and he just didn't want it or couldn't deal with it. So it was almost as if the situations were reversed and it really opened my eyes to how that other guy must have felt. And I feel so badly and I'm so shocked that he hung in as long as he did because it's really painful. Right. So I don't know if a guy can't win with me or if I've grown and I'm finally ready to participate in an equal open, um, not open like a swinger, but like equally emotionally open relationship with someone. I'm right. hoping it's the latter that I've grown, but I don't think I'll know for sure unless I'm with a man who wants to match my intensity of emotion. I think that's the right answer too. I don't think you do. Yeah, I don't think we can know. I think we just. Um, I think it's a good thing to keep in the back of your head. The the gentleman, the previous gentleman, had said to me, "I was afraid to ask you to come over because I knew that you needed a lot of time to yourself, and I didn't want you to feel smothered." Mm -hmm. And I felt so badly that he would hold back on asking me to come over because of that. And yet I did the exact same thing with my latest boyfriend where I wouldn't want to write him a text or wouldn't want to pop over and surprise him because I didn't know if he wanted it. Mm -hmm. It was a very useful experience for me. And it really made me feel like I owe that other guy such an apology. I would refrain from that apology. Agreed. Um, Agreed. The audience that might not know why that is, but there is a good reason to refrain from that apology. Not that apologies <laughs> in generally are are bad, but you have uh, a history. Let's just say that. I'm not shy. I'm just putting it all out there. I have a history of going back to ex-boyfriends and then realizing that nothing's changed between us and then breaking up and then going back and breaking up. And that poor man deserves a clean break from me. You it, have a weirder history than that. What was your relationship with his mother? Oh, <laughs> 
Okay, so I have an incessant need to kind of make things okay with everybody. So even after this gentleman and I had broken up, I kept in contact with his mom and we would write back and forth. And when she she ended up, she had terminal cancer and I would I visited her in the hospice. And um, yeah, it's like I felt a need to make everything okay with everybody. Right. And that can sound, I'm trying to make the audience not hate me. That can sound like a really kind thing. But I would say that from my perspective, it isn't, it's almost more for your benefit than it is for them. Yes. And let me just say to the listeners, you can hate Brad, but don't hate him for that reason. Because yeah. Oh no, there are a <laughs> list of reasons I can give you to hate me. There'll be more later, but um, that you are correct that it's it's not healthy and it does come from a selfish place. It's that I can't stand the idea that someone doesn't like me or thinks ill of me. And so it really is coming from a place of for me and not for them. And, and you did the same thing the first time you broke up with the current boyfriend, not with his mom, but with his kids. That's right. I gave his daughter a birthday present. Yep. Yeah. I asked his permission first, but I did maintain that connection, which wasn't a wise thing to do. So I'm learning. I'm a slow learner, but you got to make a clean break and then let it go. No, none of this. It can sound like I'm trying to punish you and, and say that you're a bad person. None of this is for that. It's to say, it's to justify why I say contacting afterwards is a bad idea for you because you get caught up in it. Correct. And I absolutely agree with you. Truly. Okay. I have, another, I have a side note that's related to the breakup. Sure. Um, I cut my own hair the other day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Do you it know? Like short, it? Mm -mm, no. I think I might need to shave my head because here's what happened. In times of stress, I've been known to cut my own hair. Plus, we're in this quarantine time where you can't have other people cut your hair, really. Hold on. So, I, need to just, I need you to justify that. Uh, in times of stress, I've been known to cut my hair. Does that mean I've been known to have someone cut my hair if we weren't in this world? Or does that mean in times of stress, I have a tendency to cut my own hair? I have a tendency to cut my own hair. Okay. It's a, There's a history there. And the other night I said, let's just cut my hair. Uh, I live with my mom and she said, okay, I'll help you. Um, and so she did some cutting. And then when she turned around, I just took the scissors and took a whack at it. And she, it was like a bad lifetime TV movie. She was trying to grab the scissors out of my hands. I'm surprised someone didn't get stabbed. Um, yeah. And I would have kept going. I wanted to cut everything off. And now I'm thinking I might just not shave my head bald, but just shave it off and start over because it's just so it's in disarray. Do you remember what I was saying before about how I thought you had obsessive compulsive tendencies and one of those things was like a magical belief that yes. uh, one thing is somehow connected to another? Mm -hmm. Do you think that that applies to this haircut? A hundred percent, yes. It's yeah. kind of annoying when you're right so frequently, but yes, I think there was this feeling of I'm starting over and instead of, you know, there's a song from South Pacific, I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. <laughs> I think it was as soon as you said a song, I was like, there's no way I'm going to understand what you're saying. But yeah, no, I actually know that song because of commercials. <laughs> yeah, I think my thought was, I'm going to cut that man right out of my hair. So like that could now. Be a problem. Right, exactly. As if something external could heal the internal pain. And it can't. And now I'm wondering what to do with my hair because I'm supposed to start a new job on Monday. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering which is worse going in with this crazy head of hair or just cutting it super short 
and looking like maybe I made out with a hedge clipper. I don't know which is better. Not that anyone cares. Are you, okay, so uh, for the audience's benefit, we had to turn off the, uh, the visual. So I can't see Sam anymore. Um, we were doing this over Zoom, but we turned off the visual so we could have a little bit faster internet. Mm -hmm. For the small period of time that I saw you, um, your hair didn't look bad to me. I am a horrible judge of that sort of thing. I will, I will grant you that. Um, how much do you think you're exaggerating and how much do you think it looks bad? I'd say 70% exaggeration, 30% rotten. If I was willing to put in the time, it could look fine. And I don't think anyone cares right now anyway. Right. Uh, so it's truly just my own vanity and I'm not even that vain. So I don't know why it's such a big deal to me. I think it's because as you've mentioned, I tend to pick one thing to obsess over and I've decided instead of obsessing over my spinsterhood or starting a job that I'm not really excited about, I'm going to obsess over my hair. Right. Ugh. Damn it, no, Brad. No, I mean, I feel bad because, and you've heard me say this before on, on our walks and stuff. I, I don't want to come off as just telling you everything that's wrong with you. And I seriously feel bad that you have to go through this right now because especially now you, <laughs> you can't see me on a regular basis. Um, I know or other friends really so uh this you could are be... my only friend and no i know that's not true because you're not available 85 percent of the time <laughs> Um, it, what am I trying to say? I feel like you're in for a long haul and it might be good to just know that, to just know that this is going to be on and off bad for a while because it's the nature of who you are. You're um, right. But, but not to, I think the worst thing that you could do right now is think that because it's bad, this is just the way it's going to be forever. And that's not true because we've been through this before. Yeah, you're right. And that's such a good point. When you feel kind of lousy, you just think that this is how you're going to feel forever. Yeah. I'm frustrated with myself how are we doing on time because i don't want to be too moany we're, brony we're, we're edging up on time but keep going okay here's the last thing i'll say my aunt is turning 80 next month and her kids asked us to make a little video talking about what she's meant to us and one of the things i love about her is that no matter what happens in her life she kind of treats everything like an adventure mm -hmm. so even when her husband passed away a couple years ago. She was obviously devastated. She loved him tremendously. They had a great marriage, but she basically just kind of picked herself up and said, all right, I'm entering a new chapter. How do I make this the best new chapter that I possibly can? And that kind of resilience and positive attitude make a real difference. She's gotten involved in all these different activities. She goes out with great friends. She's you know continuing to grow as a person because she made that choice. And when I see myself hunkering down and cutting my own hair, just because I went through a bad breakup. I'm almost on top of feeling lousy about the breakup. Then I feel lousy that I take things so seriously because especially in the middle of a global pandemic, who cares? Like I'm lucky to be healthy and alive. Why yeah. am I not celebrating that? Yeah. The only thing that I have a problem with what you said mm -hmm. is I think we can get ourselves in trouble if we do all of that and expect it to work. Does that make sense? Yes. You have to do all of that and hope that it works, but you can find yourself feeling worse if you do stuff like that and then you're like, well, how come I don't feel as good as her? Well, yeah. Because it takes time and we're all different and you don't actually know what she's feeling in inside and, and we're all different. Like maybe she felt great and that's just not fair that we have different chemists. But sometimes, and I only say this because I know that I've been, sometimes you have to just do it and, and know that it's probably better than doing the opposite, but doesn't 
absolutely mean that it's going to be the cure for everything. I think the cure for everything is just time. Okay. So the moral of this whole thing and the moral of my whole week, this is what I'm learning, is just sit with the feelings before you take action. And that's my plan for next week. Okay. Thank um, you. Is, good night. <laughs> I was going to say, that's been your session. <laughs> and now it's time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was your time. <laughs> But if anyone has any suggestions on how to how to deal with uncomfortable feelings, definitely let us know. Yeah, that's a, a, a good time for our plug. Um, Anchor.fm forward slash morning commute Sam Brad is our voicemail. And our email is morning commute Sam Brad at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this and for your wise advice. I really do appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.